You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. Come to the site now. We got your playoff predictions there for you. Picks straight up, picks against the spread, overall playoffs, uh, including a Super Bowl 55 champion there. So it should be exciting here. Once the games get going, the triple header on Saturday, triple header on Sunday, as we have now six playoff uh, games here in the first round so we'll break those games down for you starting on Wednesday so we'll do our regular season format of matchup Wednesday matchup Thursday take half the games there all the Saturday games on Wednesday take the Sunday games on Thursday then we'll come back with lineup Friday kind of putting things in the DFS blender looking at it as two different slates for the weekend or if you're playing showdown guys that you want to target in particular games as well as well as any injury updates that we might have on these teams going in we already have a COVID-19 situation developing with the Browns so a lot of interesting things there to break down and we'll also look at things from a betting perspective as well with uh, using the spreads at betonline.ag all right uh, we promised today on this show, instead of Pickup Tuesday, it's Mock Draft Tuesday, where we're going to look at my latest sporting news mock draft. I've done quite a few of them since the start of the regular season here, but it's the first time we're going to get into it for Locked On Fantasy Football, partly because we have a draft order set, at least for the first 18 picks. We'll see how it plays out between these other 14 teams in the playoffs to determine the rest of the picks 19 through 32. But what we're going to do here is go through my picks 1 through 18, kind of also talk about what's ahead for some of these teams. We know these are all the non-playoff teams, so kind of a combo there. But yeah, definitely focus on where they might be looking in the 2021 NFL Draft in April there. So let's dive right into it. The no-brainer, we'll take it to here, six picks in each segment here, so it works out nicely with the 18 selections. Number one no-brainer is the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars here picking a Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson. 6'6", 220 is Trevor Lawrence. Ended his run here in the college football playoff. Had 400 yards plus in the game against Ohio State, but outplayed by Justin Fields. So spoiler alert there. Lawrence has been a great prospect ever since he stepped on the campus at Clemson. He's one of the best uh, prospects we've ever seen at quarterback. He put it all together, won a national championship, put up some big numbers there. He did have some problems with turning the ball over at stretches, but we know he's an elite athlete. He has a big-time arm, can make all the throws, can also run and be active there and do what needs to be done. So Trevor Lawrence, you look at his spot. It's not bad. I mean, I think he can have some early fantasy success. We know that just... Justin Herbert had a big year as a QB1. Joe Burrow had some potential as a QB1 until he went down in the season. So, yeah, these quarterbacks having more relevance in fantasy football earlier than we expect, especially if they're guaranteed to start. And that's a guarantee here. It's Mike Lennon and uh, Gardner Minshew and Jake Luton. All these guys are going to be squashed. They do have a new coach coming in. Maybe it'll be Urban Meyer. Maybe it'll be Ryan Day. Maybe it'll be somebody else. But 
Looking at the Jaguars, it's certainly not going to be Doug Marone. Jay Gruden, that archaic West Coast offense, are out as well. So no Marone, no Gruden. They're going to go forward here, get some solid RPOs, mix things up in the passing game, have a more aggressive downfield passing game, you'd assume, with Lawrence and his abilities to throw the ball downfield. Also his ability to extend plays and get things going that way. You already found an undrafted gem there, James Robinson, in your backfield as a feature back. You have DJ Chark, LaVisca Cheneau looks like the real deal. They have some uh, free agency issues at uh, wide receiver that they're going to have to uh, navigate through, but not affecting Chark and Cheneau. So those guys will be in the mix as a good one-two punch here for Lawrence. So, yeah, there's a good reason this Jaguars offensive line is also not bad. Uh, They have to think about re-signing Cam Robinson at left tackle. He's pretty good. I don't think you can upgrade too much from him. You also have... uh, Juwan Taylor on the other side there. So you have a pretty good uh, combination of offensive line skill players here for Trevor Lawrence to make him a potentially fantasy football relevant right away. Right now I wouldn't jump to say he's going to be a QB1, but certainly he's going to be in the conversation and streaming quite a bit in deeper leagues, two QB leagues. Lawrence is going to get a lot of considerations for sure. Same thing goes for Justin Fields. Uh, He clearly established himself as the number two quarterback in this class. He outplayed Lawrence and outdueled him in that playoff game. Ohio State now advancing to play Mac Jones in Alabama, led by Fields in the college football playoff final. Justin Fields looked outstanding. He can move around, make a lot of big plays. He's got prototypical size. He's got good athleticism. We know that. Can run for big chunks. He's got good accuracy. Can throw a downfield ball very pretty here so I love Justin Fields going to the Jets look Sam Darnold has got some potential here but we know his ceiling is pretty limited I look at uh, Fields with a massive amount of upside he's that transformative quarterback with athleticism can move around make plays so Lawrence and Fields a pretty good one-two punch at the top of this draft you look at the Jets they got uh, Breshard Perryman for another year here Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder, Chris Herndon. Not a bad array of skill players. They have to upgrade a little bit more of the offensive line. They did invest in Mekhi Becton and George Fant, so they do have some tackle potential there. They need to get maybe better in the interior of their offensive line to really feel good about their offense, but there's certainly some playmakers there. Frank Gore's not going to be back and running back because Adam Gaze is not back as head coach. Will be Ty Johnson, Josh Adams, LaMichael Pirine. Will they go in a different direction here? But Justin Fields makes a lot of sense to uh, turn the page of quarterback here. From Sam Darnold, it's been a decent run. Hasn't had the best coaching here while he's been in New York. Darnold can still be valuable as a backup. I don't know if he'll accept that situation. Maybe you'll see like a team like the Bears want to take a chance on Darnold or something like that, or the Broncos. But for now, I think Justin Fields makes a lot of sense here for the Jets pick at number two. Keeping up the offensive skill theme, number three, this is the pick that the Miami Dolphins have acquired from the Houston Texans in the Laramie Tunsil trade. So the Texans free fall, Deshaun Watson throws for the most passing yards in the NFL, but they still end up with the third worst record in the NFL. So I have them taking here uh, Jamar Chase, a wide receiver from LSU. He didn't play the entire season. They're opted out. Seemed like a good decision with no Joe Burrow, no Justin Jefferson. There was no upside playing for a a bad LSU team. 84 catches, 1780 yards, and 20 TDs for uh, the 
Jamar Chase uh, explosion there, experience uh, playing with Justin Jefferson. We've seen Justin Jefferson go off potential offensive rookie of the year. You look at Chase, he's a hard guy to chase down. He can uh, be versatile, line up everywhere, make big plays downfield. He's also a gritty, tough possession receiver, can score touchdowns there. So this is the kind of receiver they need to play off Devontae Parker, veteran savvy on the outside, get Chase in there. Preston Williams just can't stay healthy. They're switching their offense anyway. Mike Isecki needs to be a little bit more factor at tight end, but again, you figure a lot of 11 personnel, and that means Chase can fit in there with uh, Williams should he return to be in the mix and Parker here. So Tua Tagovailoa needs downfield playmakers. They were reined in a little bit too much with Tua Tagovailoa down the stretch. That cost him. They'd always bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick in relief to throw the ball downfield. They can't do that. They need to have Tagovailoa get the whole playbook and be able to do everything. He finally have the full starting job to himself. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a free agent. Get Jamar Chase out there. Chase can make a lot of big plays right away. Like we saw a Jefferson playoff Adam Thielen, we can see uh, Chase really play off well from a healthy Devontae Parker. And Devontae Parker's had some injury issues as well. So the Dolphins, I think, could really use that wide receiver. Let's turn to number uh, four here. This is the Atlanta Falcons. There's many ways they could go. They could look at offensive line. They could look at secondary. They could look... At quarterback, potentially, I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger here. Matt Ryan did finish well to maybe inspire them a little bit more. But the uh, pick that I have is Quiddy Pay. He's an edge rusher from Michigan. They need an edge rush, pass rush for sure. They're actually pretty good linebacker uh, with uh, Foy Elikan and Deion Jones, some of the guys they have at the second level. They're actually a pretty good run defense, but they're pretty awful in pass coverage. A.J. Terrell could be special on the back end as a corner, so... They were young back there, but now they've got to get some boost in the pass rush. They've been through Vic Beasley, who hasn't lived up to expectations there. They had to move on from him. On the edge, he hasn't really done much for the Titans since the, they go up there. Tack McKinley wasn't the right fit for them. So they got to get things right here to get after the quarterback. Quinnipiac could actually be a big factor here for this defense. Falcons defense has not been fantasy relevant here for a while. Offensively, they could look again. So many ways, other than the wide receiver, other things are an option. I think the Falcons also will be in the mix later for either Travis Etienne or Najee Harris, uh, Clemson, Alabama, running backs there. They're a good candidate to take the first running back because they're tired of Todd Gurley. He wore down for them this season. They saw that Brian Hill or Ito Smith are not the answer. they got to get better with an all-around back there to help Matt Ryan there move forward. Uh, they had the Devonta Freeman-Tevin Coleman combination from years back. I think whoever they get might be a feature guy. Harris is the guy I'm going to target if I'm the Falcons because he can stay on the field for three downs. Etienne is more of a receiving back. Uh, maybe you have to take him out on the earlier downs, more of a dynamic playmaker. I mean, that's not a bad way to go either, but Harris is more get that tough running but also uh, give you some juice when you need in the passing game. And they might need the checkdowns as much when you have uh, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and Hayden Hurst uh, as some playmakers, and Russell Gage stepping up. So another consideration for the Falcons, I just think number four overall is too early to take that running back. Let's turn over to the uh, number five pick. The Cincinnati Bengals, we know what they need to do. They need to go uh, get a uh, offensive lineman to anchor things down, get their run blocking better. they got to get their pass protection better for Joe Burrow. I know they did draft Jonah Williams, but otherwise it's been a disappointment. Right tackle doesn't matter. Put Sewell and Williams together, maybe flip Williams to the right side. Sewell put him on the left or whatever combination. Get those edges sorted up. Protect your big asset, Joe Burrow. I know 
the way he got hurt wasn't because of pass rush. They were actually doing pretty well, getting the ball quickly against Chase Young and Washington when that happened. But that said, you've got to get better up front. This has been a big problem for the Bengals, and it hurts everything in their offense. So you want this to help the Joes, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. Mixon, we assume, is going to be back healthy. He's got a big contract, so they're not going to necessarily cut ties with him. So Sewell so getting this guy to help uh, Joe Burrow hang in there to get the ball to T. Higgins downfield. Uh, Tyler Boyd get the passing game uh, short up here, set things up for the skill players, and uh, really help them. And uh, the Bengals will have that emphasis. I'm not guaranteeing that Sewell will be there, but you figure if uh, he gets past the Jets and Dolphins there that it's a good chance because – I think he'd be a little bit of a luxury pick for the Falcons. I could see them going this direction as well. Sewell's just a very good prospect overall. Did opt out, 6'5", 325, very good size, and can do a lot of things up front for the Bengals. And if they were picking one or two spots earlier, number three, I think he would be a no-brainer. But I'm going to have to hope the Dolphins-Falcons do not go in the offensive tackle direction here early. Finally, the last pick we'll talk about in this segment is the Philadelphia Eagles. They tanked that game there against the uh, Washington football team, partly to keep this draft pick, which is a silly reason, but it does allow them to get Micah Parsons, 6'3", 245, linebacker from Penn State. Look, linebackers usually don't go this high in drafts, I get it, but we've seen some guys be transcended in this position, and we know what they can mean for certain teams, and uh, I get it, but this linebacker is special. He's like having another cover guy out there, extra safety, after extra corner, the way he can... Uh, cover uh, backs and tight ends. He's also a very good tackler, stuffing the stat sheet, clean up against the run, get to the second level. Would be great behind those uh, two defensive tackles. They have Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson. Get uh, some movement there, be active, make a lot of plays. They really struggled. T.J. Edwards, those are not all that good. They have Alex Singleton. He was okay at times, but Eagles clear weakness as a linebacker. They've had some injury issues there as well. Edwards has been hurt. Duke Riley has been hurt. they got to get better at the second level and make some plays. And Mike, Micah Parsons certainly would have a lot of IDP appeal immediately to stuff the stat sheet there for the Eagles. All right, so there's picks one through six that we're looking at in my latest mock draft for Sporting News. You can check that out, the complete uh, list of picks there, and the analysis there's at sportingnews.com. We still need to get through uh, 12 more picks before the show's over, but before we do that, i got to tell you, it is a big time of year for football. We have the college football playoff Final here, we have the NFL playoffs here in full swing starting this weekend with the Super Wild Card game weekend. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust for the action. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, check it out, your online sports book experts. We'll be right back here to look at the next picks in my mock draft, starting with the Detroit Lions in number seven. All right, uh, let's continue here, breaking down things in my mock draft. Before we do that, uh, we are glad that 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start with a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your, your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's uh, continue here. We are looking at the Detroit Lions, and we go back to a skill position here on the offensive side. 
It is Devontae Smith, the wide receiver of Alabama. By the time uh, you're hearing this, he could be the Heisman Trophy winner here. A rare wide receiver to win that position. He had a dominant season for the Crimson Tide. 105 catches, 1,641 yards, and 20 TDs. He's outstanding. We've seen the receivers kill it. Think about Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. Both of those guys won the first round. I think the receivers this year, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, are better first-round prospects this year. That's how good Alabama's wide receiver machine is now with their elite offense, uh, passing, scoring nearly 50 points a game. Devontae Smith can do everything and run routes. He's perfect. Go up there and get it. Why the Lions? Well, Marvin Jones is going to turn 31 here. Uh, 32. He's already 31, so he's going to become a free agent there in 2020. Big season for Marvin Jones. Maybe he'll get paid elsewhere for his third team after coming over and having a good career with the Lions after some stints with the Bengals. So I think they'll move on from him. They need to. He's too expensive. He'll probably get paid well by another team, maybe Green Bay or someone like that, that wants a solid number two here. Kenny Galladay is a very good number one when healthy. We assume he's going to come back from the hip injury. We expect... Uh, Matthew Stafford to be back here starting quarterback they could make a change there and this could be consideration number seven maybe they could look at Zach Wilson if they part ways with Stafford with their new coach coming in to replace uh, Matt Patricia Daryl Bevel a different direction offensively but Devontae Smith makes a lot of sense here to pair with Galladay going forward make this an explosive pass game also have DeAndre Swift out of the backfield just a lot of big play guys all together here for whoever's playing quarterback here in 2021, we assume right now it's Matthew Stafford. And again, I think to me, if Smith goes in, he could be like Justin Jefferson for sure. I think he can produce more right away. We didn't see Judy and Ruggs come close to being fantasy relevant consistently. Judy had a little bit more success. Ruggs was totally off the radar. Smith can change that here and have a big impact as a rookie wide receiver if he steps into that situation with Detroit. The number eight pick, I have the Carolina Panthers taking a quarterback, the third quarterback off the board. He's Zach Wilson from BYU, 6'3", 210 pounds. You're a good guy that can throw the ball accurate, throw the ball downfield. I think you look at Teddy Bridgewater down the stretch here. December was uh, one not to remember here for quarterback play regarding the Panthers. He was even benched in Week 17 against the Saints. They looked at P.J. Walker. Both of them were interception machines in that game. Teddy Bridgewater just has a limited uh, ceiling here. He's a good caretaker, can play off the running game, get good help from his receivers after the catch. But in terms of taking over games, he's just a gritty guy. He's a lot like Derek Carr to me, that you're going to get some things done with the Teddy Bridgewater, the lesser version of Derek Carr, where he can run and make things happen at times, look good at times throwing to his receivers, but still nothing uh, there that you can hang your hat on. So I look at... This uh, team of Joe Brady, Matt Rule, needing a new leader here. Zach Wilson makes a lot of sense. He hangs there, can move around, make plays. Good cerebral fit for the system for the uh, Packers or Panthers as well. So, lugs off Zach Wilson, and I think he'll be a big asset to Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. We'll see Curtis Samuel's a free agent, but uh, between Anderson, Moore, and uh, Christian McCaffrey, a lot of weapons there for Zach Wilson as well to have some fantasy relevance. The big thing there is uh, finding some. Uh, Edge protection, Russell Okung couldn't stay healthy for them at tackle here. They also were banged up in the interior line. So they could look at an offensive lineman. I think that will come later, but they got to get a quarterback first. And that guy is Zach Wilson to me, the way things are playing out at number eight. Let's go to the uh, Denver Broncos at number nine. They're 5-11. They could look at a quarterback, but I think Drew Locke played well enough down the stretch to maybe 
give him another chance. They also don't have to replace left tackle with Garrett Bowles there. So I think they're going to take defense, maybe an edge rusher, but cornerback also makes a lot of sense. They don't have a lot of confidence anymore in A.J. Bowie. He's aging. He's a plays decline. They don't really have a number two corner. Anyway, Caleb Farley gives you some good help there from Virginia Tech. 6'2", 207 pounds. Opted out of the season. So along with the Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell from our earlier picks, guys that didn't play college football. So well-rested, no injury issues here. Um, he is just a good cover guy. Shutdown potential for the Broncos. Can help them with the Vic Fangio pass rush where they want to be aggressive with the blitzes with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and leaves guys out on an island to make plays one-on-one. Caleb Farley is that guy. So Broncos have been roasted all season at corner. That was a big problem. So Farley can certainly clean things up and make things more daunting on the outside. He reminds me a little bit of Carlton Davis, the Auburn uh, prospect that's uh, really settled into a nice uh, guy for uh, the Buccaneers on the outside, almost on the borderline shutdown status there for 2020 and going into 2021. The next pick is the Dallas Cowboys, 6-10. Uh, and 10, uh, They finish uh, out of the running in the division. Patrick Sertain, the cornerback from Alabama. So we go back-to-back, big corner, 6-2-2-0-3. So very similar size to Caleb Farley. Sertain is the son of Patrick Sertain, who was a very good corner in the day for the Dolphins, uh, working with Sam Madison and all that. The Cowboys really need some help. They have Trayvon Diggs, uh, the other Alabama corner from last year. They took him, and they, they have him in their secondary. But they need to improve, get that really top guy. They lost Byron Jones, his size, length, his coverage ability there. Last year, couldn't quite replace him. They were really bad on the back end with the rebuilding mode here. So the Cowboys uh, might think a little bit about offense, but they're not changing Dak Prescott. they got plenty of receiver. they got plenty in the backfield. Tight end looks pretty good with either Dalton Schultz or Blake Jarwin. So they got to go a defense here. Patrick Sertan makes a lot of sense. Again, he could be a shutdown guy as well. When you have Terry McLaurin in the division, you could have Jalen Rager being a bigger factor here. you got Derek Slayton. you got to be better locking down the outside. The Cowboys can do that here with the pick of Patrick Sertan, two from Alabama. The next pick is uh, Gregory Russo to the New York Giants. Uh, David Gettleman likes to use the term hog mollies. That means the guys on the offensive line that are big and can block and help. But also that refers to guys up front who can be beefy and get to the quarterback. They did have big success with Leonard Williams. He's a free agent, so they have a big decision there on trying to tie him up after acquiring him from the Jets last midseason. He went over double-digit sacks. But he's an inside player getting to the quarterback. They need to get better on the outside. They have a pretty good corner there in James Bradbury to shut things down on one side of the field. They got to get some help up front getting after quarterbacks. There and uh, whoever Washington plays next year, Dak Prescott, uh, their Jalen Hurts. You got to get better at uh, pressuring these uh, teams in the division and elsewhere. So that's a missing piece for sure. The Giants' defense showed a lot of improvement this year. Blake Martinez was a pretty good pickup there. The linebacker Bradbury was solid to covering things on one side. Williams turned out to be good. They also have some young players that they like up front, but they need to get better at the edge, and Gregory Russo, who opted out again, 6'6", 260, 15 and a half sacks there for the Hurricanes. Good defensive system with Manny Diaz a couple of years ago, so Giants getting him in there would be great for their edge pass rush here in 2021 and going forward. Finally, the last pick we'll talk about here in this segment is uh, Trey Lance, the quarterback from North Dakota State, going to the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers finished 6-10, 
good considering they had all these injuries. Uh, but C.J. Beathard is going to be out of the mix. Is is Nick Mullins? They got to make a decision on Jimmy Garoppolo. They can get out of his contract, save some money, spend that money elsewhere, just save it under their salary cap. Does Trey Lance give them a higher ceiling? I think he does. 2,786 yards passing, 28 TDs, zero interceptions, 1,100 yards rushing, and 14 TDs. That was his uh, lone year at North Dakota State. He's got to come out here, you'd think, take advantage of a good quarterback class, a wave of first-round picks. Again, the good skill players, good offensive line. Trent Williams uh, had a really good season coming over from the Washington football team. So they might keep him at left tackle and keep him uh, intact there. They're pretty good on the right side with Mike McGlinchey. They've got skill players Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Maybe Kendrick Bourne sees a bigger role next year as well. But this is a pretty good 49ers offensive team to acquire the keys to. And it's a system that is very quarterback friendly and sets up success. So, yeah, we, we think Lawrence and Fields could have some uh, juice here. But I think you have a lot more appeal if it's a good t- offensive team is uh, kind of set up for with a quarterback. And that's why... You look at Zach Wilson has some potential there with the playmakers in Carolina. Well, it goes to a whole other level. The 49ers get a quarterback there to fill in and replace Garoppolo. Trey Lance, I like. I didn't think about him as much for the 49ers. There are a lot of guys, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, that can fit their system. Maybe even uh, Brock Purdy that they could look later in the draft. But I think they need to make this an emphasis here and take advantage of having an offseason to go after a quarterback if that value lines up. At number 12 overall, that certainly does here with Trey Lance, and he could be special for San Francisco. All right, so there's picks 1 through 12. We'll talk about 13 through 18 in our final segment here as we look at my first-round mock draft analysis, uh, breaking down, looking at from reality and fantasy football perspective for you in uh, 2021. We know April is going to decide all that, but it's fun to look at it now and uh, also speculate what a lot of these teams are going to do offensively to help us in fantasy football and help them score a lot more points and move the ball a lot better in 2021. Before we get into our final segment, i got to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seeming an intimidating question and wait while the cameraman orders the parts on his computer? Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. With rockauto.com, you're getting a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose all the brand specifications and prices you prefer. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whereas you, the classic driver, you're the daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door from Rock Auto. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. Right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at my Bach Draft picks, number 13 through 18, first round, 2021. All right, uh, let's uh, close the show here in a moment. Uh, we still have uh, several picks to talk about. Before we do that, i got to tell you about Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team moving around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more 
every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, let's look now. We're up to the Los Angeles Chargers at number 13. Tough season for them. They lose their coach, Anthony Lynn. They fire him. All those close losses cost him after four seasons. He did have some success there with the Chargers, but Justin Herbert will now move on with a new coach, probably with a new offensive coordinator without Shane Steichen. So concerns there, but the biggest concern is they got to get the better pass protection to get Justin Herbert to keep rolling and getting better in year two. That means they got to look at offensive tackle. And one of two guys here, tough to determine where I'm going, but I'm going Christian Darasaw, 6'5", 314 pounds, out of Virginia Tech. He is a solid rock that you can put on either side. Sam Tevy and Brian Balaga, the aging Brian Balaga, a lot of injury issues on the right side there, Tevy on the left side. They got to get better at tackle, so... It's pretty pretty bad on the edges here for quite some time with the Chargers. Herbert produced despite that. He stayed upright and moved the ball and uh, used the athleticism to throw the ball downfield. But let's lock down pass protection, shall we, for Herbert. Let's protect an asset that's really special. So Christian Darisaw doing that. Certainly Justin Herbert will like that. And Austin Eckler will like that in the running game as well. Next pick we look at is 14. Speaking of helping the running game and the passing game, it's Rashawn Slater, another offense tackle, 6'4", 315 pounds out of Northwestern, going to the Minnesota Vikings. The new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Could it be Rashawn Slater? Let's hope so. Kirk Cousins needs some help. Dalvin Cook needs some help. The Vikings who did move on from Stephon Diggs' contract, got Justin Jefferson. That worked. Now they got to move on from Riley Reef. He's pretty bad here at... Uh, offensive tackle. He's a veteran. He's not bad on the left side, but they can get better pass protection, better in run blocking. They can get out of his contract pretty easily here. So Riley Reef needs to go here and really help the rest of this Vikings offense. We know the pass rush or pass protection can be a little bit vulnerable here in front of Cousins and he can get rattled. Let's uh, get away from this and go with uh, Rashawn Slater. Shore up left tackle here with a young athletic option that also fits the zone blocking sensibilities, movement, and scheme there of Gary Kubiak on the offensive system. So those are two pretty good picks. They're sneaky. You always want to have good uh, pass protection and run blocking, especially on the edges there. So, yeah, we'll be really happy if the Chargers and Vikings do that. Two 7-9 teams. Here's another 7-9 team. The New England Patriots would be really happy if they got a decent wide receiver and quarterback, really, to have some fantasy relevance again. Julian Edelman getting older, coming off injury real season. You got uh, Jacoby Myers, pretty good in the slot, but Demir Bird, Nikhil Harris, those guys are terrible. Jalen Waddell. Some people had him ahead of Devontae Smith, his teammate, and there's a good justification. 25 catches, 557, and 4 He's kind of what Ruggs is to Judy in this class. Uh, Devontae Smith, maybe the more comfortable route runner, can do it all here. Waddell. Also very spectacular. Big home run hitter, can stretch the field, can catch balls all over the place, pretty consistent, reliable, would fit the Patriots scheme pretty well. We know uh, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are tight. He likes tapping into the prospects from Alabama and gets a lot of information on them. So they could look at the tight end, uh, Kyle Pitts, out of uh, Florida here as an option. But I think the Waddle, they desperately need wide receiver help. They could also look at quarterback here. But regardless, they got upgraded this position. Jalen Waddle and... Uh, Jacoby Myers could be pretty good here. So Waddle right away could have a big role, especially if he steps into a good quarterback situation of the Patriots, seeing a lot of volume, working with Myers here. But yeah, Patriots need playmakers really badly outside. Uh, I think a tight end that might be okay with Devin Aziazi, but uh, Waddle certainly needs to be, have some major consideration here. And it's a sweet spot to take him in the middle 
of the first round. The next team up on the list is the Las Vegas Raiders. They finished eight and eight, disappointing. They were once in playoff position, but now they settled for the middle of the draft. Jeremiah Owozu Koromoa, he's the linebacker from Notre Dame, six two two sixteen. They got Nick Kwiatkowski, Corey Littleton, spending on them free agency, but they didn't get a lot of returns to the linebackers. Kwiatkowski was a little bit banged up for them. Nicholas Morrow is not very good. So they need to get better on the second level. They need to get better stopping the run. They need to get better covering things. Some guy who can compliment uh, Littleton and Kiyakowski and make this an anchor part of their team here. And I think uh, Rod Marinelli, we know what he did uh, there, assuming that he's going to be back as the defense coordinator. With the Cowboys, really built a strong linebacker core as the heart of the defense. So Wozik Karmoa, Kiyakowski, and Littleton can be pretty good there in the middle of the field for the Raiders. And I like that pick at number 16. And number 17, I love this pick. If this lasts, it's a bit of a luxury pick. But it's uh, Kyle Pitts. We tease Kyle Pitts' potential for the Patriots. 6'6", 246 pounds. Another team that could look at Kyle Pitts is the Chargers. A few picks earlier. If Hunter Henry is not re-signed in free agency, that would make a lot of sense. But the Cardinals, I know Dan Arnold, they liked him here down the stretch. But Larry Fitzgerald, we'll see if he returns. He pretty much operated as a tight end when they went 11 personnel or uh, went uh, with four wide receivers here. So Fitzgerald could hang it up. Dan Arnold is just a guy. He's had some moments stretching, flashing, but Kyle Pitts is in a different category of athletic receiver here. Basketball player, those type of skills can stretch the field as a touchdown machine. 43 catches. He had 12 TDs on those uh, 43 catches. So the Cardinals are a very good red zone team. They like to finish. They want to get another weapon. They need someone to compliment DeAndre Hopkins. So Pitts was all over the field making big plays and uh, dominating for Kyle Trask, quarterback's best friend there. For the Gators, you'd love to see him operate with Kyler Murray, who likes to throw the tight end, works in the middle of the field there. We know that's a part of uh, what they did at Oklahoma quite a bit with Mark Andrews here. So Kyle Pitts in this offense would be spectacular. Another matchup nightmare with Hopkins in there, especially if Fitzgerald hangs it up and they want to move on from Dan Arnold. I think he adds an element to that this Cardinals offense really needs to help him. Overall, he may not give you as much as a blocker, but special player, a little bit of wide receiver hybrid in him, and I really love this pick to the Cardinals. The final pick we'll talk about here is the Miami Dolphins. They're at number 18. I have them taking Wyatt Davis, the guard from Ohio State, plays right guard for the Buckeyes. Could replace Solomon Kinley. Not bad out of Georgia, but they need better pass protection. Eric Flowers was a bit of a bust pickup in free agency on the interior from Washington. So I think they can get better. They need to pass protect better. They're pretty good at run blocking, but two and eight to the interior pass protection. A lot of people got in his face. They did invest with Austin Jackson on the edges there for left tackle and all that, but they need to get better inside all round. And Wyatt Davis is what you see is what you get. Really anchors that running game. Therefore, Sermon, we've seen him do good things for Master Teague before then. Also protects Justin Fields on the interior well as well. So 6'4", 315, Wyatt Davis, good plug-and-play player. So there you have it. There's how I see the first 18 picks of the 2021 NFL draft playing out here in my current mock. We'll have a lot of changes as things progress as we get the pre-draft uh, competition going on with the All-Star Games and the uh, Combine and all those things leading up to the draft. So it'll be very interesting to see how these prospects change and uh, develop over time. Here in uh, 
maybe teams trading up thinking about that that aren't in this uh, top 18 trying to make moves for certain players. So still a lot to talk about, just a little appetizer for what's coming up, coming up for a very monumental and important 2021 interval draft with a lot of quarterbacks and offensive skill players bound to go off the board early. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Fantasy Football on this special Mock Draft Tuesday. Don't forget, we'll start breaking down all the games of Wildcard Weekend tomorrow, Matchup Wednesday, do it again. with the back half of games on Matchup Thursday, then come together with everything DFS, DraftKings, and FanDuel-wise with our lineup Friday show, bringing back that show after two weeks off for the holiday. We'll have uh, the Friday show again this week. So there you have it. There's another edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football in the books. Thanks so much for listening. It's been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.